text this evening is found in 1 Timothy chapter 6. First Timothy chapter 6, again reading the 6th verse. But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. Having food and raiment, let us be therewith content. But they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred for the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. But thou, O man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. Fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called, and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. I'd like to reread just a portion of that. But thou, O man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Tonight I'd like to challenge each of us to make or to continue to make the gospel our own. You know, there's a big difference between just attending church and making the gospel our own. You know, we can be in our place every time the doors are open. We can even participate in the work without ever making the gospel really our own. Making the gospel our own means that we are committed no matter what the cost. Making the gospel our own means that we are always looking for opportunities to work for the Lord, even if no one is watching or will even notice. And making the gospel our own means we are faithfully doing the Lord's work despite the challenges we may face. You know, I had the privilege of being raised in this great gospel. I was raised just a few short miles up the road to Chehalis. Got to spend many camp meetings right here in this place. Me you know, being raised in this great gospel didn't give me ownership. I received ownership of the gospel as I fully committed my life to God and received my deeper experiences. And I was saved right down here. I was sanctified right down here. I got my baptism at a little camp meeting in Murfreesboro, Illinois. It's through those experiences and drawing closer to the Lord that we get ownership in the gospel. It becomes ours. It's not just because our parents took us to church. This is where I go to church. Or, 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 well, this is just a good place to be, so that's where I'm going to go. No, we, we want to have ownership in the gospel. Oh, we, we want to be a part of this great gospel. Oh, we, we want to fulfill the great commission in this gospel. As, as 
I consider this, this topic of ownership, I, I thought of one of my favorite people in the Bible. I believe he illustrates this very well. A man we're all very familiar with by the name of Peter. You know, Peter is an amazing disciple of Jesus. In fact, on the day of uh, Pentecost, when the, when the crowd questioned that the disciples were, were drunk, it was Peter who stood up and preached unto the people, starting with these words, found in Acts 2. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, Ye men of Judea, and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you, and hearken to my words. For these are not drunken as you suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day, but this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. Oh, what boldness that Peter had when he spoke with these words. And in fact, it was in this sermon that the Bible tells us more than 3,000 souls were saved. But you know, Peter was not always so bold. You know, as we, we look at, at Peter's life and the account of his life throughout the Bible, uh, we, we can see where he thrived and we can see where he struggled. You know, we, we read in, in Luke about Jesus calling Peter to be a disciple. Peter had been out with, with the others fishing. And they had fished all night and, and here they were and, and come in and were cleaning their nets and Jesus came by and and they told him, go out and cast your net on the other side. And I've always thought that was interesting. As you think, you know, it could have been easy to make an excuse. Well, we're done. Well, we just, we just want to go home. We're tired. But we read that they went back out and, and cast it on the other side. And, and their, their nets were so full that they began to break. And as they pulled them in, the boats began to sink. You know, they were fishermen by trade. That's what they did for a living. And now think about that. that they had probably just had the greatest catch of their entire life. The, the amount of money that was laying there in value of those fish before them, but they got back to shore and Jesus said, follow me. In Luke 5.11 we read, and when they had brought the ships to land, they forsook all. Now, this is the beginning of Peter's walk with Jesus. And throughout Jesus' ministry here on earth, we see Peter being bold for Christ. You know, Peter was the one who got out of the boat and walked on the water. The only one. Peter was the one who, when Jesus was being arrested, and he drew his sword to defend Jesus. Peter was the one who, when the disciples heard that Jesus was risen from the dead, got up and ran to the tomb to see while some of the others doubted. But you know, Peter was also the one that, when he was walking on the water, began to look at the waves and let doubt come in and he began to sink. Peter was also the one who followed Jesus to his trial and then he died Peter was also the one who, after 
after Jesus rose from the dead and had appeared unto his disciples two times, exciting times, and then they knew that Jesus was alive, and Peter says, I go fishing. Well, you know, I look at all, all of these accounts of Peter, because we're, we're, not, we're not ripping on Peter. We're thankful for the faithfulness of Peter. But, but, but I, I, as I look at the account of Peter, I just see human nature. In fact, often I see myself. Uh, it, it, is, it, it is so challenging. I often wonder, what would we have done had we been in Peter's shoes? What would we have done if we faced the same challenges? When we got out of the boat and walked on the water, when we saw the waves, would we have doubted? I thought about this. I, I thought of how, how bold Peter was when Jesus was around, but he got quickly distracted and lost confidence until when Jesus was not there, until after the day of Pentecost. You see, something happened. And you see, the day of the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit was always with them, giving them the boldness that they needed to spread the gospel. Folks, the Holy Spirit is available to each one of us right here tonight. That boldness is available to each one of us. When we think about owning the gospel and making it our own, folks, we need to be saved to begin that journey. But we need to be sanctified holy. We need to be filled with that Holy Spirit. Imagine what God can do with a church full of people, full of the Holy Spirit. Imagine the souls that can be saved. On the day of Pentecost, I said it. Peter preached a very short sermon. And 3,000 were saved because the Holy Spirit was on it. Lord, help us. We don't want to make excuse. Well, we don't want to get distracted. But we want to press on. We want the gospel to be our own. We want to be excited about it. I remember the day. As I said, I was raised in this great gospel, this great church. And I remember the day that the Lord showed me this needs to be your gospel, your church. It doesn't matter what your parents do. I actually prayed this prayer to the Lord. No matter what my parents do, stay to the gospel. No matter what my parents do, I'm going to serve you faithfully in the apostolic faith church. I'm thankful my, faith, my parents are still faithfully serving the Lord in the Apostolic Faith Church and we get to serve together. But folks, it's got to be our own. It became Peter's own. There was no doubt. There was no wavering. It was his. It's got to be ours. So again, I want to challenge you tonight. No matter where you are in your walk with the Lord, we want to make the gospel more our own right here tonight. 
I believe each one of us wants to lay hold on eternal life. I believe there's any doubt in our minds. So may we ask ourselves tonight, am I fully following after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience? Are we fighting the good fight of faith tonight? That's what the Word of God instructs us to do. Maybe we ask the Lord to examine our heart tonight if there's anything holding us back from God. And if there's any areas of your life that, that you look at and you, and you think, I have it all figured out. And don't look for, to God for guidance. And if you're in need of your deeper experiences tonight, you're in need of your deeper experiences tonight. Don't let another day go past. Well, we, we live in troubling times. And folks, we need all that God has for us to be able to stand. Maybe sometimes you feel like Peter. Hold one minute and failing the next. With the Lord's help tonight, we can all have all that the Lord has for us tonight. And as we receive that, the Lord will make us bold for Him. But don't you want to be bold for the Lord tonight? Don't you say, God, this is my gospel. God, I'm going to serve you no matter what. Lord, I'm going to be in my place no matter what. I remember several years ago I was in a place that I started looking around at other people in the church. It's a very dangerous thing to do. And I started to get discouraged. And I would look around and i think, why don't we have testimonies that are just people jumping to their feet and testifying? Well, why is everybody singing in church? And as I cried out before the Lord one day, and, and, and just bringing it before the Lord, the Lord said to me, if you want a church full of people who testify, get up and testify. If you want a church full of people who sing out, then sing out. Don't worry about anybody else. Well, amen. I tell you the same tonight. As we all do our part, as we own it, as we make it ours, oh, God will work in a mighty way. We can be strong, faithful, and consistent in the gospel. And as we do, we will be able to fight that good fight of faith and lay hold on eternal life. God has more for you tonight. Whether you need to be saved tonight, the Lord wants to save you tonight. Whether you're in this room or you're watching online, the Lord wants to meet you right where you are. He wants to save you tonight. He wants to sanctify the Holy tonight. He wants to fill with, your, with His precious Holy Spirit tonight, right where you are. But we have a privilege to come together and pray together as the saints of God. To... to Encourage one another in prayer and to reach out to God and touch God tonight. May we determine in our hearts tonight to leave here different than we came. To, to leave here owning the gospel a little more tonight. I believe as we do, God will meet us in a mighty way.